0: Welcome to Inside Impact, where we give you a behind-the-scenes peek at how organizations can create positive change in their communities. I'm Elisa Herr, founder of Unity Web Agency, and on the show today, Johnny Hackett Jr. from Black Dollar Corp and Black Friday Market comes on to share what he's been doing to impact the Black entrepreneurship community. Johnny and I have known each other for years now. We met back in 2018 when he actually applied to work with me at Unity.
1: I was, I was a business systems analyst at Blue Cross at the time, was getting paid great money through Blue Cross, you know what I'm saying, to do whatever, but it just wasn't challenging. And I wanted to do something different that actually made a difference, took less money to come work with Elisa and even left Blue Cross a month before I was about to get like a huge bonus. Like I didn't want it. <laughs> I did. I was ready to like get out of there.
0: We were lucky enough to be a part of the Johnny Hackett experience for almost two years before he went out on his own with Black Dollar. That company is an online directory of over 1,100 Black-owned businesses. That's right, 1,100, which is just incredible. Then during the pandemic, Johnny started the Black Friday Market retail space in downtown Raleigh.
1: A lot of people know about Black Friday Market now, Um, the retail Store that basically makes the directory kind of a real place for retail businesses anyway. So, you know, a lot of people call it Black Walmart. We do have an official <laughs> partnership with Walmart right now, which I haven't.
0: Wow, I, I probably
1: announced it just now. I didn't now. know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like the first the first time I've like publicly spoken That's on so it. We cool. knew I th- hear we need to put that. some stuff out there, but you know, we wanted to become retail stores across the U.S. to where if you're in South Carolina and you want to shop local, then you know, you can go to a black Friday market. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these different things, you know, within that black Friday supermarket with the retail, as well as the grocery stuff, the uh, black Friday express, small kiosks that we ran out to the other business owners. You mentioned earlier about the directory and going more than just North Carolina. The original plan for the directory was to create a black owned business directory for the entire U S but, you know, after actually uh, doing some research, talking to other people who had their own directories, I noticed that most of their businesses were located in the state that they were. So it made sense for us to just say, all right, let's just focus on North Carolina. Let's not try to attack the whole US just yet, cause we need boots on the ground. And we'll start with North Carolina and then expand uh, to the entire US. So that's still the goal. We wanna we want to be everywhere with it. So uh 10 year plan is more stores, bigger presence on the directory, um, and this new project we've got going on, we want to, we want that to grow as well.
0: <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. What's your favorite success story of a business? Like that has worked with black Friday market or black dollar.
1: Oh man. So, uh, with the store, the store part is easy. I think a lot of people pay attention to the amount of sales that we get, which is cool. Um, but the biggest success story is seeing other business owners that move on from our store and then open their own store. Uh, We've had four or five business owners who, through the success or exposure that they were getting from being in Black Friday market, now they have their own storefront. Um, They've opened up their own physical property. And that's what it's about. Our goal for business owners in Black Friday market is either open your own store or we want to connect you to a Walmart or a Target or Belk's and get your products in there. Um, That's kind of our end goal and what true success looks like. From a directory standpoint, there's... um, About 300 people a day going to that website now looking for black-owned businesses. So um, we always get messages from business owners, you know, thanking us for the directory. They continue to get hit up from from people on the directory, from organizations, from consumers, whatever. So, Mm -hmm. again, we just want to keep those numbers climbing and, like, grow it across the U.S. And I think we'll be good. Yeah. So (laughs) how
0: do people get on the directory?
1: uh, It's free. It takes 10 minutes of your time. So you can go to blackdollarnc.com. You'll see a button somewhere on there that says list business Uh, again, doesn't cost anything. Just maybe 10 minutes of your time. You go through, fill out basic info, business name, um, social media, info, a description, physical address. If you have one, and then you can upload your logo, a couple pictures and stuff like that. And then, you know, you're pretty much done. Like we'll go ahead and do the rest. Um, and then there's this cool map feature. If you do have a physical business, you can drill down, you can open up the map on the website and actually find and locate businesses, you know, just like you would on on Google Maps or something. You can zoom in, you can do searches through the map, all that good stuff, driving directions. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah,
0: and they're all black-owned businesses. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, the director is full of black-owned yeah. businesses. Like I said, a little over 1,100 businesses now have lost a few in the last couple of years. We, we have this, um, you know, maintenance thing every quarter. Uh, so we see businesses that you know ha- have gone out or you know no longer active. there's some sometimes that number will go down. And you're like, how does it go down? Mm-hmm. But businesses close, so sometimes the number you know goes down and then back up and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I mean once you once you go there, it's pretty easy uh, to sign up.
0: Yeah, so. that's exciting. <laughs> All right, so there's the first store, the first physical store that you opened was in downtown Raleigh, and yeah. it's the Black Friday market. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us just a little bit about, like, how did you get that store open?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that one, um, you know, and, and you know, it's so much credit back to, you know, just a lot of things, um, you know, that we worked on leading up to that. But our partnership with Black Flea Market, you know, has been key. They do these market events all around Raleigh. And, you know, they have been um, or have become one of the biggest market event organizers in Raleigh for small business owners. Uh, So they did that later, later part of 2019, uh, 2020, going into that, even through the pandemic, there was a little pause, but, you know, we had to get back back out there for small business owners. And then our directory kept going. We were doing a lot through our partnership with the city of Raleigh and DRA, they kind of reached out, you know, after it was after the summer, uh, crazy summer that we had after uh, George Floyd passed away, more violence, more vandalism, stuff like that. So downtown was a wreck. in October DRA reached out and said, Hey, what would you guys think about opening up a temporary, you know, uh, pop-up shop pretty much. And thinking about our whole team and our whole network, I'm like, yeah, that's easy. Like that's, <laughs> you know, well, let's, let's do it. Right. So we put a plan together. We presented it to DRA city of Raleigh folks. We got connected to empire properties who've been awesome uh, for us from the beginning. My man, Ben Steele, I met him down at 23 West Hargate street one day. We were talking he said look man i know you know they were talking about a temporary thing but this is a corner spot in downtown raleigh retail if you take this like we want you to be here permanently Mm -hmm. like how do you feel about that i'm like hell yeah let's do it (laughs) um so we we got creative on the lease to where it was like all right we'll do it for a couple months and like if it doesn't work out you know we can back away without any long-term commitment they can back away type thing but if it's working Uh, we can let it automatically roll into a multi-year lease. And that's, you know, that's exactly what we did. So we got the keys to that place December 2nd, 2020. And we opened the doors December 15th, (laughs) 2020, literally in 13 days to what that store looks like now. Like it only took us, you know, less than two weeks to open that store. And it was booming. I mean, it's been booming ever since. Like, I mean, it's been nonstop. The partners that we've had, um, the partners that we have, there are a lot of people who like are investors who are owners in black dollar that people don't know about, like one-on-one boutique. Shout out to my man, Wit, Mills, TJ, all of them, Shadira at the Weave Bar. You know, I, I'm probably forgetting people. I already talked mm-hmm. about Black Flea Market and Jasmine and Dominique and them, Jay, or not, not Dominique. Dominique's just on my team. But, <laughs> um, it's so, It's so many of us, man. We couldn't do that without like a team
2: of Mm -hmm. support
1: you know what I'm saying and that's why you know we can accomplish so many things because it's so many of us yeah so you know we we all banded together man and in 13 days open that open those doors man and it's been rocking and rolling yeah for small business owners ever since so
0: that's great I remember see coming out there and seeing you towards the beginning and I think you were sleeping in there you were just there all the time (laughs) trying to make it work yeah it is working. Gets, it's working. Yeah, it's
1: great. Yeah, Clark gets on me about that. He says I sleep upside down in there or something like that. <laughs> I, I spend a lot of nights
2: in there. Well, I know I spend, you
1: want to be Batman. Man. So Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I spend a lot of nights in there. It's cool, man, because, you know, we just, you know, for me as a leader, I don't want to ask anybody to do something I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so I'm always going to be one of those guys, like the first to get there, the last to leave type thing. And I'm going to pull my weight so that the folks who – Um, you know, I've been blessed to lead, you know, they have an example to follow. So um, that's what I do.
0: (laughs) So one of the things that we talked about probably a year ago was you expanding from just Raleigh into Durham. I think Wilson was maybe on the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a few other places. So before we move into talking about Durham, which I definitely want to do today, tell us a little bit about what's next. What's coming up next for Black Friday Market?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, Black Friday Market, we did launch the Black Friday Express a couple months ago. So like a small kiosk that we allow business owners like to rent out themselves Uh, through a partnership with Downtown Durham, Inc. and Nicole Thompson. They've been great. You know, we've we've obtained a 300 square feet space uh, right on Main Street, right around the corner from here in Durham, actually, a Black Friday Market Express, a Black Friday Express, how we call it. Um, And we're going to allow business owners to basically operate that space on their own, to go into a storefront, a physical location. Uh, we kind of use it like an incubator space where folks, the same things that were done for us, like folks who are thinking about going into their own space, come up with a creative lease plan that allows them um, some early access to it, but then allow it to roll into something more long-term if they're comfortable in doing that. So those black Friday expresses are, are popping up everywhere. But then the factory, which I posted about today, we, Carpenter Development, uh, David Meeker, his group, they've been awesome, Kate, Charles, and some others. We actually, his building right behind Trophy Brewing in downtown Raleigh in the Morgan West District. We've moved into there. In, next month in April, we'll be opening up the factory to the public. It is a co-manufacturing um, space, 10,000 square feet of, of nothing but equipment, and you know, retail equipment that business owners need to, to make their products. So the heat press machine, screen print, embroidery, Um, Bottle filler machines, electric mixers, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? The stuff that they sell in the store at Black Friday Market, now they're going to have a facility to make these, um, you know, these candles or whatever it is that they're selling, they can make them on site there and then have them shipped out, have them pushed out, you know, take them to the store, wherever we need to do, as well as a lot of like our social and business mixers, right? So like our company is growing. We need a headquarters. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we need a place to actually sit and work, which the the building has enough space for that. Uh, And we also want to, you know, create these social network and engaging events um, like we used to do, like pre-pandemic, getting back into it now. Right. We're doing a lot more mixes. But, um, you know, we want that place for business owners to come to network, to engage with folks and also raise capital through some creative pitch events and some things that we want to do at the space on a consistent basis. Um, many of the things we like to do is we we always talk about doing things consistently like recurring business owners need more than just one opportunity to do something so the factory is going to be a place where we can really make a hub for events for education for this co-manufacturing stuff so uh, we're excited about that it's keeping me up at night
0: yeah it sounds like it's coming down to the wire for it getting open
1: yeah yeah it is it is the uh, you definitely got to come by we're going to be doing a lot of like community events there as we're like building this stuff up so people won't just come in and see a a finished product. We've allowed people to come through now um, and just help us with ideas and designs and you know how should we uh, furnish this what paint should we put over there that type of thing because we want the community to be involved in actually building it up as well they're going to have a sense of ownership over this space when it's complete. Uh, We didn't want to just you know unveil a a finished product and then you know people don't feel attached to it in some way so We've been doing a little bit of that already. We're going to start doing even more of that um, in the next couple of days, actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and we look forward to, you know, the surrounding community, whoever coming in and like literally helping us build that place up uh, and furnish it. So it's going to be cool.
0: That is amazing. <laughs> All right. Let's talk Durham. So there's been something in the works for a long time in East Durham.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That it has been since last year, um, in June, July-ish maybe. East Durham has a building, um, called the old, it's the old people's bank. I think it was built in like 1905. Don't quote me on it. I think it's around that time. I think currently it's called the Garland millwork building. Uh, but it used to be the people's bank, part of East Durham, black owned bank, a whole like community there. Essentially, obviously through time, the building, you know, has gone through its struggles, um, you know, wear and tear and, you know, is looking to get revitalized now. So. We were actually uh, brought to the table my guy Will Clark, who is unbelievable. Does a lot of development projects. Is really passionate about doing things the right way. Has been in this uh, real estate space for for a long time. Is a um, product of Durham,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and wants to see Durham, you know, come back uh, even stronger in some ways, uh, especially as it relates to, you know, how residential pro- projects or commercial projects are carried out. He seeked us out. He came and found me. Uh, it was introduced, uh, uh, to me through another mutual, um, friend of ours, Clark Reinhardt shout out to Clark Load and doc, innovate Raleigh extraordinaire. Um, but he was, in, he was, he was introduced, uh, to me through Clark. Uh, we got a chance to meet and, you know, will did his homework, everything we were doing, um, as a company, everything I was doing and was just very impressed with the network and the community that we had built up until this point. And, you know, he brought us to the table with this project in East Durham with the People's Bank. And, you know, not only putting so much in our hands from, you know, the usage and the utilization of the building, that because there's like all these different bays, right, where we want restaurants and, you know, bars and maybe a Black Friday market, and a second floor, big open space, courtyard, like that's all these components, right? And he's entrusted that, him and his team, have entrusted that to us, but not only entrusting that to us, they've given us ownership in yeah. that building, in that project, which is something you don't see very often. Now, we have to work for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have a, a job to do. But, you know, when we talk about gentrification and different things like that, that is never something that somebody says like, oh, they came and bought the building or they bought up all the houses, but they gave the community like a piece of the ownership. That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> And so for, for Will Clark and, and you know the the Garland team to think of us and that to just think that way, period, even if it wasn't us, just mm-hmm. to even be thinking that way was a huge like eye-opener for me. Um and then the fact that it was us, you know, through his you know, a, ser- a series of really finding someone who could handle that stuff, it was awesome for us. So um, yeah, we're excited. It's it's a long process. Like I said, this has been going on since last summer. Um, and you know, there's a lot of folks, you know, who partner with us, who've been going through this journey with us, but, um, you know, yeah, we're turning the corner here now. The building looks amazing. Um, it's coming together and, you know, in the next couple of months, there will be some, some more formal announcements <laughs> over what's going on at the people's bank. So, yeah, it's yeah.
0: exciting too. Cause like East Durham's gone through a lot of changes mm-hmm. just it over has. time and, um, So I used to work at a company that was in Golden Belt. Yeah. That was like right on the edge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so now- even just like 10 years ago, there was a white owned yeah. bakery there mm-hmm. and it was a successful little bakery. Yeah. But then Rofiwa Books came in, right?
2: Right, right. About
0: right. two years ago, was it? I
1: think so, something like and that. And
0: like it's really going back to the community because those black owned businesses are really starting to yeah. take a bigger stake in, in the available real estate there. And yeah, it's so exciting to see these buildings that went just empty
2: right, vacant right. for
0: so long that there's going to be this hub and this new, Like you think of downtown Durham and then there's like the west part of Durham over by Duke and everything. And then East Durham's like, okay, well, there's some houses and manufacturing manufacturing
1: and like and that kind of thing. (laughs) But
0: now, like, so when is this opening? It's 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 starting
1: starting to come back, man. So um, the building should we're hoping pushing for September like a Labor Day, um, you know, ready date. I'm glad you mentioned rafiwa books every time i'm in every time i go to durham mondays are my durham day if y'all haven't been in <laughs> rafiwa listen up If y'all haven't been to rafiwa in rafiwa in durham please stop by there um but i'm glad you mentioned them because they're a staple right there and they we're are, trying to yeah. like build on that exactly you know to your point to give them a surrounding community that supports them right across the street from rafiwa there's a few shops right there of mm-hmm. some good business owners man the nest a uh, guy named Derek that's running that. I think you, you probably should pay attention to the nest. Uh, then there's a uh, TNP Fitness in Russell. This guy's like former NFL player, hardcore fitness freak. He's got a fitness studio right there. And then there's the uh, Mike D's Barbecue, like that's right there. This guy will build you any type of grill you want, and uh, and creates you know the sauces, the spices for barbecue and stuff. But I mean, if you're looking for for somebody to have a grill built. This guy, Mike D, will get it done. I mean, he is amazing. But, you know, that's just a few of the business owners that are right there um, who, when we come in, we're trying to build on what they're already doing and support that area and ultimately drive traffic uh, to each one of these build, the, these businesses and right. also create a sense of community there that people can be proud of around there. So Yeah,
0: yeah that's exciting.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um,
0: so, all right. So that's September-ish. Mm-hmm. What about the one on Main Street, the Black Friday Express?
1: Yeah, so the uh, Black Friday Express on on Main Street that is that is actually going to open next month. We should be oh. ready for that next month. They just finished like the last little touch ups on the front of the uh, front of the door yeah. at the kiosk, but it's literally ready to go. That's I'm going. Cool. I may stop over there when I leave here, but we're looking to have a business uh, in there next month as soon as we can.
0: Before we get into like I want to talk background more with you, but can you are you able to talk about this Walmart thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. I want to hear about this. So Tell Walmart, us about- the Walmart partnership, this is this is like literally an exclusive right here. Heck yes. <laughs> I and mean, we gotta we gotta put it out more. I gotta be better about that. But last year, uh, our partner SeedSpot is a business, their top five business accelerator in DC. And they exist to um, educate minority business owners, small business owners, get them ready to go, all that stuff. Met them through City of Raleigh, um, you know, through that partnership. And they reached out, Zach, who's uh, the CEO of C-Spot, he reached out in June and he's like, hey, Walmart has this grant, man. And I think we should apply for it together because you're doing everything that the grant suggests that you, you should do for the partnership. Ooh. And he's like, and we've, the, we're the nonprofit. So like, if we partner together, we may have a good shot at this thing. And it's one of those things like, you know, I, I have my own feelings about grant. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll, okay. So we work for the next couple months. months. Uh, we submit, I, I think after we submitted, literally two weeks later, we were like a finalist. And then maybe another two weeks after that, it's October. I think it was the beginning of October. I get a phone call from Zach. I'm in Durham. Mm-hmm. I get a call from him. He's like, yo, we got the partnership. We got the <laughs> grant. <laughs> and I was like, yo, are you serious? Um, and so like from October through January it was like, you know, real rapid fire, like trying to, you know, finalize all the details and mm-hmm. everything with Walmart and all that good stuff. And then in January the because the partnership is more than just financial so yes there's this grant right and 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 they've invested in both us at at black dollar corp as well as seed spot right um but then it comes with uh basically this access into everything that is walmart so like starting in january um i mean i'm getting emails you know walmart is looking for black owned food producers you know put this in your network. So like we're getting that information and we're putting it out there in the network now. Walmart is looking for other minority business owners in retail. Walmart is doing this um, masterclass on retail with mm-hmm. Walmart execs and stuff. And we're putting all this in our network and in, in our newsletter. And has like been the most amazing part to this whole thing. You know, even outside of the finances, being able to connect these retailers to that type of information again our goal starting the store was like all right yeah we want to get you to walmart right and now we literally have walmart like you know what i'm saying as a partner with us like yeah they're they're asking for these recommendations and stuff like that so um it's been it's been awesome i haven't i don't even know if i've had time to really sit back and process like i said we haven't announced it yeah walmart did make an announcement um, which included us it was a press release that they put out uh, nothing flashy but you know they, they did put that information out I think there's a link out there um, but we haven't announced yeah. it until now um but and it's crazy because I was thinking you know like the other day like man we need to announce this like yeah. we need to talk about it like
0: so is the goal to get these product like is Walmart's goal to get these products that are currently just at black dollar or Black Friday market or businesses that are like, in North Carolina, like black owned businesses yeah. in North Carolina, into the shelves of Walmart, like across the country, or is it like regionally?
1: I think it's I think it's, I think it's a, a thing across the company. It's a corporate wide initiative for them. And yeah. so, you know, um last couple of years have been crazy through the health pandemic, through the social pandemic, right, through all this stuff. You know, there's been a focus on supporting African American business owners, it's been a focus on minority owned business owners, there's been a focus on supporting local business mm-hmm. owners, right? Um, so I think it's just one of those things where Walmart sat back and, you know, came to a realization that, hey, maybe they could do more. Maybe they need to, you know, put both their money and the access to them, you know, where their mouth is. You yeah. know, when They say certain things. Right. So um, I can't wait
0: to see it. Yeah. Yeah. To I think
1: that's you know, I think that's what led to that. Um, again, we're we not the only ones blessed enough to benefit from this partnership. So I think they're looking for minority owned products across the board, across the country. Um, again, they've kind of opened this access up to a few businesses where we can get businesses to them. Yeah, they've opened these classes up, and some of these class, like there's there's a Walmart masterclass featuring a lot of their execs and other mm-hmm. folks, you know. But stuff like like that, I think they they are just trying to like open up that window and get yeah. all types of of feedback and products in. Um, and I think I think it's a good thing, man. I think totally. it's you know it's, it's good for them to support these business owners in that way. Um, and like I said, it gives us an avenue to like connect business owners into. So it's yeah, pretty cool.
0: I can't wait to see the success story of that. Of yeah,
2: like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I
0: think it's so cool that you're opening the factory where like maybe there's a company that wants to take um, like to be part of this Walmart initiative, yes. but they're like, well, we don't have the resources to be able to uh, amp up our production to get them exactly. the quantity they want. Exactly. So then you've got this factory where it's like, okay, well here we've got your bottle fillers and mixers and everything. And like now yeah, they yeah. have the resources or better resources than maybe they had before to be able to create yeah. the the bulk quantities that you would need to be able to sell in a store like Walmart.
1: Exactly. Yep. That's and so that's, cool. that's why I want to join this, um, you know, this masterclass thing. There is another, there's another one they have um, in a couple weeks as well, but I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get um up to speed with some of Walmart's like policies on that yeah. so that we can help educate business owners because there may be a you know you got to be able to meet this type of demand or um you know maybe there're just other like quirky requirements or red tape that business owners have to you know meet to be able to have their products in Walmart
2: mm-hmm. and we
1: want to be able to help with that too so yeah. I got to get up to speed on some of those uh practices Mm-hmm. and then we can um we can help shepherd business owners to it so That's cool. So it's yeah. just
0: starting out but maybe a year from now we will meet again and yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it and well, you'll be like, "Well, look at these 3 or yeah. 300 businesses we helped get over to Walmart."
1: Exactly, so exactly, cool. man. I'm I'm that's what I'm hoping. So it yeah. should be cool.
0: <laughs> so when you you found a black dollar in 2018
1: 18 2019 is when we actually officially launched. The yep, in February, February right. 2019. Yep.
0: And like before that, so you were at Unity. Yeah. But then you have had all these experiences at giant companies like Xerox, IBM, Blue Cross, Wells Fargo, all these places. Right, right. Were you nervous to like go out on your own?
1: Uh, I, I wasn't. I, w- I wasn't nervous, I think, because I did it before in 2008. With the life foundation yes you know what i'm saying like took the jump went out there and and it failed it was <laughs> it failed um we did some good work but it you know we couldn't sustain it um you know so i've had some failures i think what is different with this one in 2018 2019 with the black dollar corp i, I do i give a lot of credit you know to my lodge widow son lodge number four which you know i've talked a lot about that yeah. yeah you know them <laughs> <laughs> right so they gave me the, I want to say the confidence to, to really, you know, like, Hey dude, you got it. Like, you know, Hey man, step in front of that. Hey, we're going to, we're going to let you do things here at the lodge and, and, you know, do your events and implement your ideas. And, you know, by the way, it comes with, you know, this, this group of brothers who like, will be there for you to support you through all these ideas you have. Some of my ideas before didn't, didn't pan out because I didn't have, like the 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 soldiers yeah. <laughs> that I needed, right? And then you know, Widow's Son Lodge Number Four comes along and you know changes the narrative in the book on that. Like, nah, we move different. And I think that is is the difference here. I, I was never nervous, but the confidence was just through the roof when mm-hmm. I thought about the support system I had in my lodge and Number Four in Widow's Son, and so like you know, from that standpoint, man, I I felt like I could do anything and I just was, I was jumping, man. So, and that's, that's how, that's That's how it is. That's amazing. It's like
0: this community around you. (laughs) Well, you were part of that lodge for years, right? And so like you've been involved in the community in Raleigh through, through your, um, I don't know if everybody listening knows what that is, but it's Masons, right? So like, Yep. You're Mason and like correct. by being a Mason, it, it really means that you're deep, deeply embedded in the community and the work that you're doing through that is giving back and supporting. And I remember yeah. I came to the um, the MLK day breakfast yeah. one year yeah. and <laughs> like that was like such a huge community event. And of course it's pre COVID when right. you could have something <laughs> like that, but like yeah. it was always so amazing to see like how, how much you would do for the community and, it's great that they would come back and lift you up when you need yeah. it. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, and this, it feeds itself.
1: Ex- that's what I was yeah. about to say, man. It does, man, because, you know, it's not just me. It's not just, you know, somebody else. Like, it's literally, you know, a network <laughs> of all these different guys, these brothers, this community that, you know, helps pull things off like that. These community events, you know, whatever they may be, they have this saying that you get out of it what you put into it. And you know, from when I joined in 2015, I mean, I just nonstop worker. You know, whatever community event was going on, whatever was needed, like I was there, and I put a lot into it because I wanted to. I like serving my community, so yeah, it was big, man. It just it gave me that confidence, like I said, to just you know feel like I could really go out here and do anything. So yeah,
0: yeah. And I remember even at Unity, like you were always a big big part of like the initiatives that we did at our company for giving back like yeah we did the
1: the school you're talking about when we went to the uh we
0: went to that high school it was the i can't remember what it was called yeah it was like the
1: design it was design school or something like that i can't remember Um, it was up by wake forest yeah yeah, it was a public
0: school yeah and it was this high school that did like this amazing class where they had they (laughs) the students in this class got like adobe certifications right 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 yeah it was so cool yeah and the amount of like like I feel like that was like a big thing that you helped bring us to do and
1: the the students are like that's a passion for me because yeah. that's the the first business I started was really for like teenage youth it's like education that was the life foundation yeah yeah the life yeah. foundation like so you know teaching teaching students about credit and health insurance and banking or resumes right Gosh, like that's so making helpful. sure right right I so that. like making sure that they you know don't make the mistakes I made <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because boy if I made them but you know the youth and shepherding the next generation and the education that mm-hmm. is always a, a passion for me. You know, yes, we did it at your company. I, yeah. you know, we had these ideas to do it. I did it. You know, through through outside organizations. I when I did key, uh, when I did innovate Raleigh last year, I told the whole crowd. I said it is on y'all to help shepherd in the next wave of entrepreneurs of, of yeah. students. So make time and do job shadowing programs or just invite them out for a day and show them what you do. You guys are the boss, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's just like, you You know, we had that idea, you boss, you're like, all right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then like the mentoring that we
0: did for that that, that was like oh. a class of seniors. It was a capstone project at NC Central.
1: Yeah, we did. So I'm forgetting about fun. all the stuff we were doing. So I Elisa, know. y'all, Elisa volunteered her time.
0: You volunteered
1: her time we, too. We all did. We all <laughs> did. But but you, I mean, you allowed us to do that,
2: Yeah.
1: you know, through your company, through time when we're working on websites and you, you allocated time for us to do that. And like I said, you don't find that everywhere. I, I had a friend that... Was that Central working on this capstone project with this whole team? I think they had to build a website or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And they were just struggling. Aaron. They were Yeah, Aaron. They were yeah. struggling like crazy. And so, like, you know, he he hit me up and I asked you about it. I said, hey, how would you feel about having their class just come into the site and, you know, kind of helping them? You know, with their website stuff, right? And you did not hesitate. Like, yeah, let's just get it on the calendar. Yeah. And so now, you know, we're in, we're we're in, at the at the job at the frontier, and we've got like eight or nine kids, or students, I should call them, eight or nine students coming in, and they're just asking all these questions. Elisa is helping, Bud is helping, I'm helping, Lexi, man. Yeah, yeah. How Oh man, Oh it,
0: that it was, was fun so stuff, fun. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a connector. Like, you seem to know everybody. And, like, you're like, oh, you want to do this thing. Like, I know yeah, exactly yeah. who to introduce you to. <laughs> yeah, It's awesome. For you as an entrepreneur, you mentioned a bit. Well, actually, even not just even being an entrepreneur, but with yeah, the Life yeah. Foundation, the kind of education that you're trying to, like, life skills education, yeah. what are things that, as an entrepreneur, you want these entrepreneurs that you're tra- starting to shepherd mm-hmm. through this? Like, what are some things that you... Want to make sure that they learn,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, I pie formula. We talked, we might have talked about it. I don't
0: formula know, if you did. I like um, pie,
1: yeah, yeah, everybody likes pie. <laughs> and then typically, when you say pie formula, people automatically go 3.14,
2: <laughs>
1: like because that's the pie the formula that people have heard of. But there's this other pie formula that is performance image exposure, mm. and it's basically. You know, I think it was a guy that worked at IBM for a bunch of years. He never got promoted. He ends up quitting developing this pie formula thing. He writes about it. Now he's like a millionaire, gives speeches about it or something like that. Um, But this formula he developed, it seems pretty true. I don't like it as much, but it it seems true. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the formula for success. So it's like performance, image, exposure. So the performance is actually 10% of of the equation, according to this guy. Um, the P is performance, 10% of the equation. So if me and you both have 4.0 GPAs Mm -hmm. and our transcript out of high school looks the same, right? That's performance. We're exactly equal. It's only 10%. So that's why you move to the E, to the I, which is image, right? Your image, 30% of the equation. So how you talk, how you dress, what you look like, your beliefs, um, all this stuff, right? It's like, if, if we both have the same grade, same performance, well, then how do you start to differentiate us? And it's not going to be performance. If it's the same, it's going <laughs> to be image, right? That's what people do. And so then those two things build on each other to go to the exposure, which is 60% of the equation. So, you know, your performance, your image, these are things people talk about. These are the thing, the exposure piece. These are things... You know whether you're in the room whether you're not in the room the stuff that people are talking about can be positive or negative mm-hmm. um, but it can be controlled by you as best as you can i didn't learn that formula until i was like 26 years old and i felt like i was done a disservice by not knowing that formula sooner because i'd made mistakes in corporate you know early in my career i was very good at my performance my mm-hmm. performance was everything that's what i thought it was I mean, my mom, for years, go to school, get good grades, that's performance. (laughs) But I actually do want to be with the cool kids, right? Like, you do want to have a good image. Uh, My mom didn't harp on that. She just harped on the report card the (laughs) performance. And then I get older and I'm in this environment in corporate where, like I said, it's about, you know, I'm doing the best work, you know, ever. You know what I'm saying? But I drive a 1990 Crown Vic Caprice with... (laughs) you know, 22-inch spokes on it and come through the parking lot blasting my music. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, these type these types of things start to negatively impact me. And I struggled with it for a long time and finally had a mentor break it down to me in that way. Um, and not to say that I would do anything different because I am who I am, but understanding that if I maybe had understood that formula a little sooner, maybe there's slight differences, things you do differently or whatever. But that's what I would You know, right now it's kind of at the top of my list is something I would impart to like future entrepreneurs, future people who are building a career. It's not even, you know, just people who want to have their own business, people who want to establish themselves in their career where they are now at a a Xerox or, you know, an IBM or wherever they are. You know, I'd want to give that to to the young folks.
0: The last question I like to ask is what person or company doing good has had the biggest impact on you? Or uh, a big impact? Or what multiple people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know what? It's funny because um, Billy Warden just did a piece. We, we did a piece together for WRL Tech Wire. And he asked me a, sim- a very similar question. I feel like I got to go with the same like answers. Okay. This fictional character. But I like Abel Morales from A Most Violent Year just because he was he was someone that everybody around him was doing like illegal things and moral things. And they were pushing him to do those things. And he just did not do it. And he didn't want to. And I just loved his character in that. And then real people, like I said, Jay-Z, um, young Dolph, these are guys who knew what they were, knew what they were going to become. Young Dolph turned down millions to keep doing, stay independent and make his own money. Cause he knew what he was doing. And like Jay-Z is just the example. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. just like the example to me. So like, you know, just trying to do things like them as best as I can and learn from them at the same time. So yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna say.
0: That actually reminded me real quick. Are you paying yourself yet?
1: Yeah, uh, a little bit, but okay. not too much. All okay. right. <laughs> so that I was much. just thinking, you're like, yeah, yeah.
0: taking that pay cut. Like it was part yeah. of your story too, of like you had this great paying job, but you weren't happy.
1: I I had made a decision before Blue Cross when the decision I made that led me to Blue Cross was a decision I made for money. Mm -hmm. And it was the worst decision I ever made because I left an environment in IBM where everybody there is great and is tech geniuses. And then Blue Cross, Blue Shield, they literally only have a tech department because 2022 demands that you do. Yeah, If they could file claims like it was 1958 Mm -hmm. with paper claims, they would be glad to do that right now. I worked now. at a place like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's like, it's, they're an insurance company. They're not yeah. a tech company. So everybody there in their tech department is, you know, I, I'm going to keep those comments. But I was just not happy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And they didn't want to listen to people who came from places like IBM or whatever. They wanted to keep doing things their own way. So fine. You know, you guys keep doing that.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: And I was just unhappy. That's why I left money on the table. Left, you know, didn't take. Yeah. I don't care about that.
0: So then Um, you were at Unity.
1: Yeah, I was at Unity in this complete happiness.
0: Right. It was great. It was great. But then (laughs) you had this dream that you knew you needed to pursue. So you left Unity. And I remember you were not paying yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so it's good to hear that you've got. We we,
1: we make a little bit more now. So there's a a little more to go around. But (laughs) um, the team is first. You know, every and and my team knows that everybody else kind of, you know, they get taken care of first. I'm the one. You know, I'll I'll be okay. Right. So, like, you're starting out.
0: Yeah. 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 It's your, the business is your baby. (laughs) And then all the people that work for you, you're like caretaking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, it was, it was, you know, a long time. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. this is literally like just in the last couple months, it changed (laughs) for me. But, like, it's like, nah, we we take care of them first. I've watched you do it. I learned from you. Everything that I'm doing. You know, and I mentioned this to someone else outside for for the listeners, you know, that a lot of, I learned a lot of things from Elisa, both from you. going to make <laughs> both, me cry. Both design-wise, tech-wise, um, as well as just leadership-wise in running a small business. It was the last piece in the puzzle to me in terms of, like, fully being ready. I talked about the lodge before. I talked about some of these other experiences. And then you capped it off you know what I'm saying? Both with the knowledge and things you taught me and, you know, just your encouragement. And so once I, and I used to see you do that, like Mm -hmm. I said, you would, you would sacrifice for us. And that's, and that's just huge, man. Like I said, it it taught me how to lead and what I wanted to do. So yeah. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you again for joining me, Johnny. Yeah. It's always awesome just to see you and chat with you.
2: Um, if yeah. people
0: want to learn more about you and what you're up to and hear about these amazing announcements, how do they connect with you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say our newsletter first, <laughs> definitely sign up for our newsletter. Uh, again, the website is blackdollarnc.com. The NC stands for North Carolina. You scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll see a newsletter sign up. And then just social media, just follow us on um, Instagram at, at @officialblackdollar or BLK Friday market. Um, And the same thing for LinkedIn, it's the Black Dollar Corp. Uh, Facebook, I think it's BLK Friday market.
0: Thank you so much to Johnny Hackett Jr. for coming on the Inside Impact podcast. For more information on how everything is going at Black Dollar, visit theblackdollarcorp.us and thank you for listening to Inside Impact. If you like this show, we'd love it if you would give us a rating and review on whatever podcast app you're using right now. For all of you making an impact in your communities, let's hear about it. Send us an email to podcast at unitywebagency.com and we'll be sure to mention what you're doing on the show or even have you on as a guest. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence, I'm Elisa Herr, and we'll see you again soon on Inside Impact.